This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 87 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm Will Kistler and I'm your host. Today I'm happy to be joined once again by the Reverend Jeremy White. Now, when he first told me this story, I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to put it online. But after giving it a couple listens, I believe it is probably more boastful bullshit than actual fact. But it does contain violence, and so listeners sensitive to that sort of thing may just want to skip this episode. Here's the Reverend Jeremy White with the story of the party shooter. Please enjoy. I'm happy to be joined again by a longtime contributor, uh, the Reverend Jeremy White. So welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, for the last couple of weeks, you've also been uh, supplying me with friends of yours who've had interesting stories themselves. Yeah. So I appreciate that as well. Not a problem. It's uh, it's always a help to get get more stories and, you know, I bothered most of my friends about it about as much as I can and still be... <laughs> considered not annoying yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do and i'm sure the lines in different places for different people but they all get about the equal treatment <laughs> but i do appreciate you getting in touch when you have a story or when you hear one from someone else so sure and yeah that, we, caleb was on a few weeks ago and i think he kind of owed it to the show because so many of his stories have all of the stories i told have been about caleb and uh today is a little different actually it it's it's a little different because it, I heard it at Caleb's place, but okay. Caleb didn't tell me this story. So it's he's not the, the subject in question. He's not the subject. In fact, he doesn't even remember this story being told. Um, I've actually, I've been trying to find somebody who remembers this story being told, but we were all really drunk at the time. I, I may have been the most sober person there. Okay. So I... Haven't been able to get anybody to verify that this story was actually told to us. Well, if you can say in good faith that you didn't originate it yourself, then I'm okay with that. I certainly didn't originate it myself. Um, some of the parts are hazy, so I'll do my best to make it, it coherent. Um, but the, the, beef, the beef of this story, I definitely heard from some skeezy guy. <laughs> Great. Well, whenever you're ready. All right. So, so, so the, the setup is this story is, uh, was at Caleb's place, um, a house that he had before the, his current place that he rented in a pretty crappy side of town. And it's, it's crappy now, but uh, I guess the story takes place about 15 or 20 years ago, maybe, maybe longer. I'm not really sure, but it was evidently the, the, just a really shitty part of town back then even worse than it is today okay and so this isn't like uh, a place where you're afraid to walk around but caleb got a gun when he moved here never had an occasion to use it but it wouldn't have been terribly surprising if he if an occasion had a uh, popped up where he needed to pull out his gun okay wow yeah so not just like a rundown sort of area but a pretty pretty bad in the big scheme of things. Sort of rough, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's not it's not terribly bad. You don't see like people beating up other people. Okay. But evidently, back in the day, you did. 
so we were yeah so we were all in the backyard um at, at caleb's place and around a fire and his landlord was there and his landlord to give you kind of a background on him he's he had a he was growing weed in his basement before Caleb moved in and he offered to sell Caleb the hydroponic equipment that he used to grow the weed, which Caleb <laughs> did not accept. So, <laughs> so if you would like to move in and start a business, this was your guy. Yeah. So this, so this guy's not the most upstanding citizen, but he's a nice guy. Yeah. He can give you a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Excellent. so we're back there, uh, around a fire and, and this, the landlord also would like put like uh, uh, styrofoam containers on the fire to keep it going. Okay, which isn't the smartest thing to do. No, that's uh, uh, that's. I mean, I've been in at places where people do that, and yeah, I'm always. Uh, well, the last time was at a uh, like a campfire bonfire sort of party out in the the country area of Kentucky. Yeah, and I mentioned that you know maybe plastic jugs and styrofoam were bad for us to put on the fire. <laughs> Right, right. And the people around me responded with, well, that's how we do it out here in the country. <laughs> and, I mean, can't argue with that. It's their place. Yeah. But uh, chemistry class taught me that that is not a good thing it's, to do. It's unhealthy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So the landlord, uh, he, he may or may not have been putting styrofoam. That's just sort of a, a side note. Um, yeah. I don't know if he put it on this time, but his friend came over and... This guy's even skeezier. Um, <laughs> like, the landlord was the type of a guy where you knew he was a good guy. Uh, one time, Caleb's neighbor came and yelled at me because I moved my car into his driveway temporarily to let a pregnant woman leave um, to give her room to back out of, out of Caleb's driveway. And he came over with a crowbar and started yelling at me that he was going to bash in my headlights if I didn't move my fucking car off of his property so the landlord goes over and just starts yelling at this guy and the guy's totally <laughs> freaked out and he went into the wrong house it wasn't even the guy who yelled at me <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's the type of guy he is but his friend is even worse like just kind of skeezy looking and i'd say they're both about in their 40s so anyway okay. this guy's telling this story we're all really drunk it's the end of the night um this guy has brought his own booze like in this flask i have no idea what he's drinking He's got like a long beard. He kind of looks homeless, but evidently he's not. And he's just lived in the neighborhood forever. And so he's telling us about back in the day, there used to be fights in the streets all the time. And I guess they were just like rednecks fighting with broken bottles and whatever. You would see people getting stabbed occasionally. Um, you know, people huffing whatever out of a bag. And that's just the kind of a, kind of a place that this neighborhood was. So, yeah, okay. That that paints a pretty good picture. Yeah. So so evidently this guy has his group of friends, his group of roughnecks that he hangs out with. And uh so he's telling us that there was this some guy who who wasn't a part of their group that was messing with some girl in their group. Okay. And and I don't know if she, I I don't think that she liked him. Um, and I don't really know why they didn't like him. I'm guessing it was some kind of a territorial thing, like, you know, this is our neighborhood, stay out. But for whatever reason, this guy decides to come over and uh, to, to like this, this party that the landlord's friend and his friends are having. 
And he says, hey, I want to talk to that girl. And so they're like, well, she's not here right now. And I'm sure they used horrible language to tell him that. Okay, so not, not a polite uh, declining of his request. Right, right. And so the guy's like, you know, I, I don't care. Like, uh, I'm here. I want to talk to her. And so uh, they say, well, she's not here. And they proceed to, to punch him or push him. And what I remember is, like, they, they pushed him into a table. The table broke and, and bottles went flying everywhere. And uh, so this guy, uh, somebody locks the door. This guy brings out a gun. Okay. And, so and wait, this guy trouble. is outside or inside? So he's inside their house, yeah, uninvited. They've locked him in? Some, I don't know if he locked the door or if they locked the door. Okay. Somebody locked the door, and this guy has a gun. And a gun has been produced after A gun has been off. produced by the guy who's not invited. Okay. I, be, I believe this is how it goes, yeah. Okay, so somehow somebody gets behind him. They grab the gun from him. They, they beat the shit out of him for bringing a gun into their place. I mean, I'm not normally a proponent of beating the shit out of people, but if someone brings a gun into your place and pulls it out, I, I think that's, that's not unreasonable. Right, right. So they take the guy outside, and what I'm about to say, I think this is like where the story is going to end after I hear this, and, but, but it's not. What, what happens is they shoot the guy. Holy crap. They shoot, they shoot the guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I, and I'm not going to ask for any clarification at this point. I'm a little drunk, and I don't really know how the fight happened, um, like who locked the door or what. I'm not going to ask for clarification because I don't know who the hell this guy is. And he just told me he shot some guy. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a crazy story. You murdered a man. Evidently, this guy died. And... Uh, so he, you just told me that you shot a guy, and for for what didn't seem like a, I don't know, maybe you were trying to protect yourself, but you took his gun, so it didn't seem justified to me that you would murder somebody here. Yeah. So that's crazy. So they got the gun, and they shot him, um, and he's dead. So you guys have committed murder, and I'm just thinking, well, holy shit, I'm going to be quiet. Either this is bullshit, and this guy's pulling my leg. Or this guy is for real, and I'm just going to sit here and not talk so I don't offend this guy. Yeah, and you don't want to get shot? No, hell no. Yeah, I don't know. This guy might still have a gun. So I look to the landlord, since he's this guy's friend, to get his reaction. And he knows this guy. So is this guy just messing with us? The landlord looks serious, and he says, man, you're drunk. You shouldn't be telling these stories. Wow. So I think this is probably like something that the landlord has heard before and he's trying to tell the guy to shut up. The guy is offended and so the landlord drops it. He doesn't tell the guy to shut up. So the, the guy continues. There's more to this story. It's not wow. enough that you j- just told us you killed a man, but there's more to this story. That wasn't the point of this story. Okay, so the point of the story um, is they, they went out into the country, into the next county – and they put a gun in, in a box or something, and they hid it in a tree where they knew nobody would find it. It was out where there was nobody. And um, they waited until enough time had passed. And then, I guess, where they w- wouldn't be looking for a murderer anymore, I guess. I don't know what, 
how how they decided that enough time had passed. Okay. But they decided that they wanted to go and get the gun and, yeah. and hide it somewhere better because it, it was kind of like a rash thing yeah. to go hide this weapon. And uh, so they go back and the gun is gone, and they know where they put it. He said he knew he knew exactly where he put it, and the gun was gone. And so the point of this story is now he has to be careful going through that county because those asshole cops are dicks, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna pin him for murder. And that's how he ends it. Like, you know, I could get caught for murder. Isn't that sad? Poor me. Like, what the fuck, man? It's not enough that you 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 killed a man, but yeah, uh, like. Oh, you you're, you're going to get caught for murder. Oh, boo hoo. Like, holy shit. Getting popped for murder is definitely not as bad as getting popped in a murder, you know? Yeah. Holy crap. So this could possibly be bullshit and uh or he may have realized that it wasn't a good thing to tell his story. Um um so the landlord's like, "Man, you got to stop. You got to stop this story." And the guy's just like, "All right." So maybe he he just dropped it. He dropped the story, and we moved on. We all went to bed. The guy left, and we never talked about it again. Um, and nobody else remembered this story except for me. Everybody was really wasted. So this guy was probably really okay. drunk and making up some shit. I don't know. Or maybe it's real. But I thought I'd, I'd put it out here um, on the Internet for everyone to hear. And... Um, and I'm not going to have to watch my back. You've, uh, because, you've spilled the proverbial beans. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't think this guy gets on the internet. I'm probably safe. I don't think this guy has a computer. That's true. I have a fairly low listenership. <laughs> All right. So you're probably safe. Well, that's to my advantage in this case. But if one of my listenership happens to be on the FBI or in the FBI, you may get a phone call. Oh, well. Yeah. I'd be happy to help. I'd be <laughs> okay. happy to help. But, I mean, I think what I've told you, that's as much as I, I know. But yeah, wow. And this story was told a few years ago, and I probably have some of the details wrong, but there was definitely somebody got shot and they hid the weapon, and he's angry at the cops in that county. So um, I have no idea who this guy is or who got shot. Yeah, that's... That's a crazy story, though. Well, thanks for coming on and telling that. You're welcome. And time for your feedback. About last week's episode, Will A. wrote in to say, Most disturbing secondhand story time yet. Sounded like a bunch of horrible people taking great delight in tormenting and torturing a mentally retarded person. Thanks for your comment, Will. The story certainly does have that vibe. I'd hope that Ginny is just extremely flaky and they weren't actually making fun of someone with disabilities. So just like today's episode, um, not trying to have laughs at an actual murder, the goal of the show is absolutely not to make fun of the developmentally disabled. So I really appreciate your comment letting me know how this story came across. And that does it for this week's episode. Huge thanks to Jeremy White for coming on and telling that story. If you have feelings about this story or any of our stories, you can go to the blog at secondhandstorytime.com and leave a comment like Will A. did. While you're there, you can also subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes. And find links to our Musician Gummery and The License, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you want to like the show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime, and follow us on Twitter. The handle is at secondhandstory. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me with longer feedback, private feedback, or a story submission, you can write to Will at SecondHandStoryTime.com. Perhaps you have something a little more upbeat than the last two episodes. Another way you can help is to uh, tell other people about this show, so if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Thanks for listening, we'll have another episode next week.